and welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. are on episode 207 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and and uh, hopefully you're keeping uh, count so that you know what you have and haven't heard. Uh, Pastor, I was talking to one of my friends uh, yesterday, and we were discussing an issue, and I said, you know, you could go to episode, and I gave him the episode. It'd really help you out with understanding what we're talking about when we say these words. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is, as we dis- as we talk about these um, theological terms, it really is going to be, I feel like, a good way to help people at least get the conversation going. That's right. They can ask the right questions, see where we're coming from. So, yeah. So we started a few weeks ago doing yeah. this kind of series through mm-hmm. some theological words, mm-hmm. and and we're not exhausting these words. Right. We could talk for hours about some of these things, of course. but we're just kind of giving you the basics to help you think through it. And I hope it's helpful. Hey, but you're back, Pops. Yeah, it's good to be back. And so as we are back, I want to encourage everybody to do what I did. Invite somebody to listen. Invite someone to listen. Yeah, send them the link or Facebook, Twitter, text, whatever it takes. Um, Pastor, yeah, and and we are back. And, you know, I remember as a young believer when I first asked Christ in my life, I I know I was a little bit of a Jesus freak. I understand all that. You're still a freak. Yeah, but I was was way... (laughs) I was way, way, way. I mean, I was just so excited to be a new believer yeah. in Christ and have him forgiven. And so I started getting called a lot of names. And I would get called, you think you're holier than thou. And, you know, come on over here, Holy Joe. That seemed, that seemed to be a term that came from Holy Vietnam. Holy Joe. I've never heard came that Came from one. Vietnam or something. That, you know, that would, they would have the soldiers who were Christians. They would call them Holy Joes. And anyway, they would also say, I guess you think you're a saint, don't you? We're well, going to call you Saint Trey. Or, you know, they just kind of constantly make making fun of you because in their eyes, you, they thought that you thought that you were better than them. Yeah. And um, in reality, and without the implications of self-righteousness, the truth is we are created in Christ to be like him and to live for him and, and all those things and tra- live that transformed life. And I think the theological term that we're looking at today is a way that we can understand that, and that's just this idea of Sanctification. Sanctification. So, Pops, welcome back. Yeah, it has good been to be a back. long time, it feels like, since we... Uh, yeah, it. because you were gone and then I was, I was gone. gone, so it's been like three weeks yeah, or man, something I, like I that. Yeah, I missed you. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I really you did. missed your sidekick? I missed you. I mean, so we had you had Logan on. Yeah, yeah. And, and Logan's all right. <laughs> I listened I listen to the episode. He did a good job. Y'all he did, did do a good job. I was really, job. really happy yeah, with so that. He, but, you know, he wasn't me. <laughs> That's true. I missed you too, Pastor. There's no doubt. And then last week, in I your, missed you big time. Last week in your absence, I had uh, Doctor Jonathan Watson yeah, wow. on, and uh, he did a good job. We we kind of took a a, a a side trip last week. We talked about demons because mm-hmm. we've been looking at that a lot in the Gospel of Luke on Sunday mornings. We had a converse, which was an interesting conversation. Yeah, we were listening uh, on the on the mission trip we were on, and you know we were going back and forth about the possession idea y'all talked about yeah, as well. Yeah. So that was really good to kind of get the yeah, conversation yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he's a smart guy. So there's been two really smart guys last two weeks, and now it's just me and you again. Yeah, we're back to yeah, just the average Joe. Oh, holy Joe and average <laughs> Joe and, yeah. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm very thankful for Jonathan and Logan. And, Amen. And filling in in those times that we weren't here. and uh, But Jonathan's not you and Logan's not me. and 
Yeah, this is maybe uh, they should start their own podcast. Yeah, that was, I actually said that. Yeah, I said that to Jonathan one time. I said, "Bro, get out there, man. Uh, that'd be the you can do it. The Brainiac it's awesome. podcast. That'd be, yeah. that'd be we could they could interview each other. That'd be quite yeah, the uh, that would, quite um, the podcast. It would be quite the podcast. So maybe they should start their own podcast and be our competition. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. That'd be fun. It'd be like opening a Seven Eleven across from the Circle K. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it helps each. It helps both of them. So I'm for it. Yeah, yeah. So, but you you were in Boston with your son and the mission team there, helping Arbor Way, your son's church. Yes, and yes. From what I understand, from what I've heard from what from what I've heard from you and from Logan, it was an outstanding trip. It was. It was uh, incredibly. Uh, they're uh, they're incredibly open to the gospel. Yeah, and I'm very grateful for that. Good. You know, we're not we're not we know we never go with a political agenda or with this idea that they have got to think like us, you know. Our whole goal when we go is the gospel. Yeah. And hopefully the transformation that makes a difference is going to change them. You know, that's the idea. We can't just say you gotta think this way, you gotta be this way, you gotta you know, because that's gonna cause grief. So we want the sanctification process to work in their that's lives right. and that's, that's where right. the gospel comes in. So that's right, that's right. Now let me ask you this before we get started. Yes, sir. So when you go on a mission trip, you usually get pretty wild. <laughs> we talked about this the entire week. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so I've got two questions. Yes. One, did you get into any races with anybody? I know in the past you've got on your scooter and you've you've raced guys. You've, you've... I actually challenged a couple. They weren't in. Okay, so no it. races yeah. this was, time. One was an old lady on a scooter, and she uh, was she wouldn't have any of it. Okay. She thought I was out of my mind. Because <laughs> there was one uh, time you went, you raced a football player and i won at harvard and i won and i have on, the video on the campus of harvard Uni- harvard university right right around the quadrangle or whatever they call that the, old man pops the, the is square. racing his scooter against some ivy league at harvard at i mean harvard. come on how, how good can it get bringing nascar to the masses <laughs> <laughs> and then another time you you ripped uh, your shirt off and dove into a fountain yeah, my wife was not happy about that. <laughs> so you kept your shirt on this she time. She told me, she said, I tell, we went right by those same fountains. <laughs> she said, I'm telling you, you go in there and we're done. <laughs> she didn't quite say it so that it's, way. So it's but. probably good that your wife went along on this trip. Yeah, she kept me kept under control. Little, so, so nothing too wild and crazy. You kept your shirt on, no races. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, there were other people that didn't keep the shirts on. That was whoa, a worried. That was a, there was other the other guys running through there, okay, running through the okay, fountains, okay. and uh, not in our group. Now. Okay, okay. But uh, that's what got her so nervous when we walked by those things. She was like, "Oh boy, Trey, don't well, do this." Probably every trip you go on from this point should be accompanied by your wife. Probably be, that would be wise. Probably will help out. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you behaved. That's good. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. Let's get into the sanctification yes, thing. Okay. So, so. Um, Logan talked a couple of weeks weeks ago about justification. Mm-hmm. This 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 legal declaration mm-hmm. that because of faith in Christ and in Christ alone, you have been declared righteous. Yeah. You're not righteous. You're sinful, but you've been declared that you've been declared innocent because Jesus is innocent. His his innocent life has been applied to you. That's mm-hmm. kind of the, the the basic idea of justification. A rich theological word, right? So legal word. I mean, it's just a really really amazing concept to think through. And Logan did a great job of helping us think mm-hmm. through that concept. Now, we haven't talked so much about regeneration. There's all these shun words, right? You've got right. sanctification, regeneration, justification, glorification. We haven't talked so much about regeneration, but that's the work of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. The, the Spirit of God. You think about John chapter 3, when Jesus tells Nicodemus, you must be born again. 
born again is regeneration, that, that Jesus, the Spirit of God, uh, does a work in your life right. to awaken your heart to the good news of Jesus Christ. And when he awakens your heart to the good news of Jesus Christ and you believe in that, that uh, death and resurrection of Jesus, you are justified. So regeneration, justification, and then sanctification, all these things work mm-hmm. together. Right. right, right. And so then ultimately there's glorification. Glorification is when we leave this life and we enter into eternity with God. You think about the ultimate glorification, resurrection mm-hmm. from the dead. Someday when Christ returns, we'll be glorified, body and soul, glorified forever with him. That's the ultimate goal of our salvation. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you think about um, regeneration, justification, sanctification, glorification mm. that's kind of the process of salvation right so, and, and i do want to say this we talk about a process but we don't sense the process in the sense that oh now i'm being glorified yeah, yeah. Or, or now you know i'm now i'm being sanctified that's i mean right. that's right it is it is what happens when yeah. we come to know christ so so i, I just want to think through real quick just six truths about yeah, let's sanctification do that. okay and so that's the first one all right that salvation is a process is a process yes number okay? one so so sanctification is I mean, this might not be the best way to describe it, but it's how we're going to describe it. It's a step in the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you think about regeneration, justification, sanctification, glorification. And so so, so the idea, and I think this is helpful, uh, that you were saved. Right. There was a day in your life that if you're a follower of Jesus, that you professed Christ as Lord, that you believed in mm-hmm. his death and resurrection. You were born again. For most of us, we can we can uh, take that back to a moment in time. Some of us, we we can't. We just you know maybe it was you were when a child when you came to faith in Christ. You don't remember the exact day, exact time, but it happened, right? For right, for it most had to of happen, us, yeah. Yes. But, but for most of us, we can remember the exact date and exact <clears> time when it happened. We when we were regenerated and justified, born again, right? And so you were saved. Uh, and then what's also true is not only the fact that you were saved, but that you are now being saved. And that's where we are now. Right. So yeah. that's the idea of sanctification, mm-hmm. that, that that your salvation isn't done with. Right, right. It's not just a moment in time. It's a, it's a lifelong process. And so the idea of sanctification, I brought my big, thick, I was impressed. theology I gotta tell book you, with me. I was yeah. impressed. I, it's a big, thick book, isn't it? It is. Yeah, this was... Um, yeah, this is not my original one. I've, I've bought this a couple times now because my first one got eaten by, by my dog. But that's another story. <laughs> this is the one we used in seminary, and 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 so the author, this author is Wayne Grudem. There's lots of different systematic theology books, but this was the one we used in seminary, and he defines sanctification as a progressive work of God and and believers. We'll talk about that later. That makes us more and more free from sin and like Christ in our actual lives. Amen. So that's what sanctification is. So so the word sanctification, the root word of that word is the word sanctus, mm-hmm. which is a Latin word, and all that Latin word sanctus means is holy. Mm-hmm. And so sanctification is the process in which God makes us holy, mm-hmm. that God makes us more like his son, Jesus Christ. You know how long that, that process takes, Pops? I'm going to say a lifetime. It takes your entire yeah. life. And and honestly, stop. and honestly, for a lot of us, for most of us, well, for all of us, it is a slow process. Very slow. And, and that's okay. I think when we first got saved, there was this break that happened. I know in my life, I was 14, and I had a break where literally you could see me one day and different the next. But still, 
Yeah. The process is ongoing, it's although ongoing. there was a difference. There's this ongoing yeah, process. Yeah, and I think, and so don't be discouraged. I think that's 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 hopeful for us mm-hmm. because I think there are times for us as followers of Jesus when we do see rapid spiritual growth. Right. Right. A lot of us do. I mean, I think for me, you know, I was I was uh, saved when I was a child and and grew up in the church. But but when I got to college, I had this season of rapid spiritual growth. Yeah. And honestly, here I am, forty five years old, almost not until August, but getting close to forty five. That was you know over twenty years ago. I I can't say that since college I've experienced again a season of rapid growth quite like I did in college. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it was just, it was an amazing time in my life where the Spirit of God was at work in some amazing ways. And now the Spirit of God has continued to be at work in me and in amazing right. ways, obviously. But it was just a, a season of rapid, rapid growth. And, and, and so, so that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. You'll see those seasons of rapid growth where you're understanding maybe a theology for the first time, where you're seeing, you know, this real desire to put sin to death and you're, and, and you're seeing all these changes in, in your walk with the Lord. But, but, but then what happens is sometimes, it, or a lot of the time, it just slows down. Right, right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you'll have the season of rapid growth, and and then you continue to grow, but maybe it's not as rapid as it was during mm-hmm. a few years or whatever the case may be. And that's okay because sanctification, it is a lifelong process. Now, when I say that, what I'm not saying is that we should seek after slow growth, right? Oh, yeah. We should be seeking growth, period. Of course. But God is going to work in our lives on his timetable to bring about what he wants to produce in our lives. And, and, and it's just a long process. And so don't be discouraged in the process because a lot of times what you'll see in your faith is a step forward and then a couple steps back. And I was about to say those yeah, exact words. Yeah. And so what you'll see, because if, 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 if what we're saying is true, which it is because it's based on scripture, that sanctification is the process of becoming holy. It, it is, it is the process of putting sin to death and putting on Christ's likeness. Mm-hmm. What will happen, and you know this from experience, is that you will see victory in one area of your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was an addiction you struggle with, yeah, and by yeah. the power of God, you're able to overcome right. that addiction. That that addiction that you struggle with, whether it was alcoholism or pornography or whatever it is, you put it to death. Yeah, it's gone. I mean, we know stories like that. Right. People who struggle for years, and then because of the power of Christ in them, man, that's not a struggle anymore. But what happens is that you put that thing to death mm-hmm. by the power of of God at work in you, and then what happens? Something else creeps up. <laughs> Right. It every every time. So so it's just that slow process because because you know you're you're always identifying uh, sins in your life that need to be put to death. And so so but I want you to understand that salvation is a process. Sanctification mm-hmm. is a process that that you were saved. There was a moment in time when you placed your faith in Jesus Christ. You are being saved right now. You're being sanctified, made holy as you walk with God day in and day out. He is making you more like His Son. He is making you holy and you will be saved mm. there's a future tense it's, it's the you know we talk theologically about the now not yet right all there, the time. there's a, a work that god has done and is doing in your life right now mm-hmm. but there's also a not yet component to your faith that you are not yet who you will be and you and you will not be who you will be until you enter into eternity Amen. with him and so that's the the glorification you will be saved that your salvation is final 
if you will, when you are with him for all of eternity, glorified in the resurrected body. And that is also a process of that's salvation. A, yeah, yeah, so that's part of it. So, so just think about this, right? When you think about salvation, salvation is a process. A regeneration, justification, sanctification, that's where we are now, and glorification. And, 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 and just to kind of think through this, Trey, and I know we got to move on, but this idea of sanctification, mm-hmm. we need to be clear about this. This is not optional. Right, right. It's not, well, I think I'll do that you later. Know, I'm, I'm justified, but I don't know about the sanctification thing. Yeah. I want I want to be saved. I want to be saved from hell. But the idea of putting to death sin and growing, I, I don't know about that part. No, it's not optional. This is what followers of Jesus do, yeah. right? Because the Spirit of God lives in us. We, we, we desire sanctification. Let's move on. All right. So the first, salvation is a process. Second, though, is that you will, and this is actually a word of encouragement, uh, you will always be at war. Yeah. So that that's the process. Yeah, you're not. But what I'm saying is, some people think that I'm at war, so I must not be a Christian. You know, I'm fighting yeah, no, these things. No. But that is actually the opposite. Yeah. Of the truth. So so you know, you think about Wesleyanism. Yeah. Right. I mean, at, at the roots of Wesleyanism was this idea of perfectionism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that you can uh, in this life achieve complete sanctification, mm. complete perfection. Wow. God bless them. I, I, I don't even know. I, I don't know anybody who's done that yet. Yeah, I don't even know. And 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 if and if that is the way that you believe, right? That 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 if I am being sanctified, that means that someday in this life, God is going to make me perfect. Mm. You're going to be highly discouraged a lot. A lot. And you're always going to be questioning your salvation. Mm-hmm. Am I really saved? Am I doing something right? What am I doing wrong? It, that's that's not a good place to live, right? And so we don't believe that in this life we'll be perfected, right? We will be someday when we're glorified, when we're with him, when we leave this earth, when we die to go be with Jesus. We, we will be uh, free from sin forever. Mm-hmm. But, but in this life, you, you're still battling with the flesh. Right, and the process that we talk about is more maturity rather than perfection. Right. That we want to be better today than we were 10 weeks ago. You know, yeah. we want to grow, but that's a maturity issue. Yeah, you're not going to be perfect in this life. Mm-hmm. You're, you can be more like Christ, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, but, but you know, Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 7. In mm-hmm. Romans chapter oh, yeah. 7, he talks about the struggle. He says, I don't know why I do what I do. <laughs> wow, and this is the Apostle Paul, this y'all. Apostle Paul, yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he, he's closer to perfection than I am. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he wasn't, but he was closer than me. Yeah. And, but he struggles. Yeah. He says, listen, I, 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 I do the things I don't want to do, and I don't do the things I want to do, and this this war within me. And so even the Apostle Paul understood that there was a war that was taking place. That's why he writes so much mm-hmm. about you know spiritual warfare. You think about the book of Ephesians, he talks about so much. Or, while, or why Peter says in 1 Peter 5, beware, there, there is an enemy who is seeking to devour you. You are at war with an enemy, and you are at war with yourself because mm-hmm. you live in a fallen, broken world, and while you're your soul is saved from hell, and while you're redeemed and being sanctified, you still have a fleshly body that you live in that is mm-hmm. that is fallen and is and is is prone to wander from the God who loves you. And so, just that reality that that you're not going to be perfect perfect in this life. You're you're always going to be at war with your sinful flesh, and that's part of the process. So, don't be discouraged. Mm-hmm when you're not growing fast enough, but keep pressing on and keep going to war. I think that's what happens is we do get discouraged, and then we just quit fighting the battle. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we are we can be victorious in Christ. That's and right. I So, but the victory actually implies the war. I mean, if, yeah. if there's no war, there's no victory. That's so, right. That's you right. know, there has to be that going on. Yeah, so you're, you're at war. Now, yeah, and understanding that the war ultimately has been won in Christ Jesus. Amen. It, it's, Amen. it's done. But you're you're going to battle with your flesh Amen. on a daily basis as you're you're being sanctified. And so do not be discouraged. When you see sins, mm-hmm. 
creeping up in your life. I call them the red lights of our, on the dashboard of life. Yeah, that's right. That's, but that's but the, the, beautiful thing, the beautiful mm-hmm. thing about being a follower of Jesus, though, is that when you are in that sin, what does God do? He convicts you. Yes, exactly. The Spirit of God is convicting you. And and that's a good God that good does thing. that for that's us. That's right. He's, he's disciplining. All right. Number three. Work. All right. Number three, sanctification is not primarily about knowledge acquisition. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we have to understand. Again. I, but that's what we think. Oh, he's yeah. real mature. He knows the whole Bible. That's right. And so that's what? all it takes. Just so, know the Bible. Yeah. So there's lots of people who know the Bible really well who are not growing in Christ-likeness. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah. You can know all kinds of Bible facts and, and be uh, a very immature follower of Jesus. On the flip side, you can struggle to gain Bible knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. You can be an average theologian mm. but be a mature follower of Jesus. That's right. Because because maturing in Christ isn't solely about Bible knowledge. Now you need Bible knowledge. You of need to grow you in your yes. understanding of God's word. Uh, but you know, if you're listening today and you don't have a PhD in systematic theology, it's okay. <laughs> exactly. You can still be a mature follower of Jesus because what God is doing in your life isn't simply growing you in Bible knowledge. Mm-hmm. God is growing you in the fruit of His Spirit. That's why He wants to make you more like Jesus. Now, you can't be more like Jesus without understanding His Word and what He desires from you in His Word. But I get it. There's lots of us that don't understand all the ins and outs of Scripture that, uh, you know, um, we're still perplexed about some things that the Bible says, maybe, uh, that, that, you know, our, our theology isn't as strong as, you know, um, somebody else's, sure. or whatever the case may be. Don't be discouraged. Keep on pressing in. Keep on studying God's Word. Keep on learning. Uh, but, but know that, that a sanctification is not just understanding Bible facts. Mm-hmm. Sanctification is you becoming like Jesus. You growing in the fruit of the Spirit, uh, you having the mind of Christ, you putting sin to death, that, that sanctification is, is all of it. It's not just one thing. It's not just growing in Bible knowledge. It, it, is, it is seeking to be more like Jesus. Yeah, I, I've often said sanctification is not an eternal jeopardy game Yeah, where you're just learning more and more and more and you know all the answers. Um, there's so much more than, you know, when people come to me and say, well, you just know all the answers, I always say that's... That's that's not really where we're going here. We want you to mature in Christ. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, certainly, as you said, the Word of God helps us mature in Christ, but it's a tool we, we use to mature. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Let's right. We're doing good. Number four, and that is sanctification is God's work, but you must cooperate with the work. Yeah, yeah. So this is good. So when you think about your salvation, you were saved, you are being saved, mm-hmm. you will be saved. That's God's work. Right. God is the one who's saving us. You can't save yourself. I mean, that, that's, that's the gospel. Mm-hmm. The gospel is, you know, you're a wretched sinner who needs a Savior. And so God, through his son, Jesus Christ, by the power of the Spirit, right, he saves you. And so God is the one who is ultimately responsible uh, for your sanctification. He's growing you in him. He's in charge of it. Right? That, that's how it works. Yeah, that's exactly but right. But then you come to places like Philippians 2, where the Apostle Paul says something like this, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out. So while God is in charge of your spiritual growth, you think about the fruit of the Spirit. We call the fruit of the Spirit the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of you. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because it's God's work. That's God exactly is producing right. those qualities in, in you, love, joy, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, gentleness, faithfulness. Um, God is producing that fruit in you. Uh, however, you've got to cooperate with that work. 
Work out your salvation in fear and trembling. You have to make the conscious choice every day to mm-hmm. submit to the work that God wants to do in you. And so you have to understand that. You've got, you can't just idly sit by and say, okay, God's going to grow me. No, you got to put forth some effort, right? There, there is a, a work you must do, and the work you must do is to cooperate with the Spirit's work, is to pray, God grow me, is to be in the Word, is to put yourself around a community of believers, is to discipline yourself in, in growth. It, it, you know, it's all those things. It's, it's, it's God's work, but you have a part in that work, and your part is to cooperate with the work that God wants to do you as you, um, you know, work through the spiritual disciplines, as you yeah. engage in the body of Christ, as you read the Scripture, all those things. And, and, and the things that we teach here at Northwood, uh, that's what we're, that is the ultimate goal yeah. is we're trying to get people to cooperate with the spirit. Yeah. That's why we're so big on discipleship. That's yeah. why we're so big on life connections. That's why we're so big on coming to worship and all those things. Cause those help us that's right. in that, that's right. in that, uh, because the apostle Paul also tells us that you can quench the spirit mm. and you can grieve the spirit. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, number five, you will never be sinless, but you can, and I like this sin Yes, yeah, so that goes back to the idea of perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And just, again, that reminder that uh, you won't be perfect in this life. You're going to struggle. You're going to sin. But you can sin less. That, that's what sanctification is all about, that you are identifying sins. You are identifying those areas of your life that, that are not conformed with the will of God. And you're repenting and turning from those sins. And you're asking God to help you to grow. And it's true, right? I mean, for those of us who walk, who have walked with the Lord for years, it's... It's like, you know, what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, you know, when I became a man, I talked yeah. like a man, I, you know, I, you know, I walked like a man. And so as you're growing in Christ, right. as you become a, a man or a woman in Christ, you act like it. That's right. You know, you, you sin less. You're not as easily given to some of those things that you used to struggle with. It doesn't mean you're sinless. You still have some struggles, obviously, but as you walk with Christ, you hate your sin more and more, and you love righteousness more and more. And so that's just part of the process. You're not going to be sinless, but man, if you're if you're being sanctified, you certainly are going to sin less as you walk with Jesus on a daily basis. I think uh, younger believers look at people that have, that are more mature in the faith because we've been around longer, we've grown in Christ, and they somehow think that we've arrived and that we we figured it all out. But we've just gotten to the process of of sinning less you yeah. know that's it's so it's never this arrival thing it's always the the, the journey you know yeah. and and what happens there all right number six your ongoing sanctification affects everything yeah about your life it does because this is the goal this is the goal of the christian life is that I grow in christ likeness so if the goal of my life is that I grow in Christ's likeness in such a way that I'm putting sin to death, uh, that I'm becoming more like Christ, and I'm living on his mission, then that does affect everything in my life. It affects my marriage. Because in my marriage, uh, I want to live a holy life before God and before my wife, right? I want right. to love her like Christ loves the church. Amen. If It affects the way I parent. Because as a parent, I want to live holy before my kids. I want them to see uh, that their dad honors Jesus and walks with Jesus. And I want to be wise in the way that I raise them so they might want to do the same. Uh, it, it affects the way I work on my job because in my job, it's not about me. It's about doing all things for the glory of Jesus Christ. So I want to work with integrity and faithfulness, and, and I want to be honest in my work. There's no area of my life where this idea of sanctification does not affect that area. 
every area of my life is affected by my wow. desire to grow in Jesus Christ. It's not just a church thing on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. It's an everyday, 24-hour, seven-day-a-week thing. That I'm being sanctified, mm-hmm. and, and that sanctification, it really does affect everything about me. Amen. Uh, I once uh, had a, a missions pastor who taught us. He found that when once he led someone to Christ, you know, all the stuff about, well, you need to get out there, you need to keep them from drinking, uh, keep them, help them spend the money on their families, and they these missionaries are come over and try to legalistically get him to do that. Yeah. And he said, my contention was, is that I need to lead him to Christ and help him grow in Christ. Mm. And all of a sudden, they're not spending money on alcohol anymore. They're spending money on their families. That's right. This is in Columbia, South America. And he saw all this growth and all and this house that was a ramshackle, beat up old piece of trash has now become the nicest house on the block. Mm. Mm. Because he says it just has that effect on That's us. Right. It affects every part of That's our right. life. That's Amen. Right. That's good. Well, Pastor, there are people out there that are right now, they're they're hearing this and they're struggling a little bit. They say, I've been saved, I know I've been forgiven, but i got to tell you, I I just don't feel like I'm growing as I ought to. So how can we fuel them to kind of move that direction in sanctification so they're not kind of stuck in the mud? Yeah, and I think that's a great question. And the way I always encourage people who feel like they're not growing is to keep doing what you know to do. Mm. That's always the best thing you can yeah, do, yeah. right? And here's what you know to do. You know to pray. Amen. You know to study the Scripture. Uh, you, you, you know to repent of sin. Mm-hmm. You know to be in a community of faith. Those are things you know to do. And so the more that you do the things you know to do, uh, the more you're going to see God honor that. And just keep it in mind, it is a slow process. You might not think you're growing, but you probably are. If yeah, you're doing yeah. those things that you know to do, God is at work, right? He is Amen. faithful. And, and, you know... You think about Isaiah chapter 55, his word does not return void. He, right. he is at work in you. Uh, it, it, it is slow. I know it seems slow, and it is. Uh, but but just because you're not seeing rapid growth, it does not for a moment I mean that God is not at work. And if and I, and I promise you, 10 years from now, you're going to look back. Yeah. As you continue to be faithful and do those things that you know God has called you to do, you're going to look back and say, oh, I've seen, I see now how God has grown me over the years. It's just, it's just a mm-hmm. fact. I always look back saying, I really thought I was a Christian back then. You know, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. so much growth yeah. that you almost feel like you weren't really following Christ as yeah, you should back yeah. then. So, but yeah, and that to... happens in the, in the decades. It That's doesn't right. happen, yeah, it doesn't in, the, happen in, the, in the days. In the days. It happens yeah. in the decades, the, the months, the years yeah. for sure. Amen. Well, Pastor, I think this has been an excellent review and excellent information to help us in our growing in Christ. So as we close, get us ready for next week. Well, I do hope today's been helpful for you and encouragement to you, and I hope it's been a blessing. And if it has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life. Mm